0: Welcome back to the podcast. Today we have a very special guest, a music artist, Yeti Tactics. What's up, y'all? Alright, um, so I'm just going to into your, how did you get into performing? Like, just do, into your music.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I've been playing my whole life, so I started taking, like, lessons, piano lessons, and I was like three or four from a neighbor and just kind of always did that, and then I ended up quitting piano around like 12 to form a punk rock band with my friends and then uh, I did that for a few years we actually you could probably look us up off on a tangent we had like a bunch of uh, like pop punk songs out and then um, around like 14 15 I got back into piano started studying jazz went to school for jazz piano at the University of Windsor up in Canada I grew up in South Florida and then just been making music ever since Performing was like always kind of how I made my living, so I still perform as often as possible. But then uh, production has been my, my main focus over the last couple of years.
0: That's awesome. That's yeah. that's awesome. Um, so your first song was a cover. I saw it on your YouTube, right? Was that was that a cover? Which which one? On your it's called Retrograde.
1: Oh yeah yeah yeah, that was our first uh, on the Yay tactics page. That's the first one that popped off. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, I got one hundred seventy-five thousand views. Well, right now, four years ago, but yeah, it was pretty good.
1: Yep.
0: Um, and then you're doing a show, like a live show, tomorrow, right, for the one so, million celebration.
1: So we actually we did that. I think that was two Saturdays ago now.
0: Oh really? It was recorded.
1: So like but that, that was, yeah. It, it, oh. You can still view it. It's on the like Alex Rainbird channel. They've been really cool with us. That they, they support indie artists all over the world so they've been oh, uh, that's cool. they, they've been a good resource for anybody who puts out stuff on their own like definitely hit them up because they're they're awesome so
0: all right yeah for sure for sure for sure um so do you have any like favorite artists music artists
1: yeah so i mean james blake is definitely one of them that's the guy who like we did that cover up for retrograde james mm-hmm. blake is amazing other solo artists i love uh, jordan rick and as far as bands go, like my all-time favorite is Incubus. Um, I've been listening to them since I was a young boy, and then uh, new- newer bands I love Laney. I love the nineteen seventy-five and like that kind of stuff. Hmm.
0: Okay, that's awesome. I I haven't heard of any of those actually, but that's that's cool. I'm,
1: I, I'm a little old. I'm, I'm thirty-one now, so.
0: Oh. Okay. Um.
2: Yeah, yeah. Incubus <laughs> and the nineteen seventy-five. are Very awesome
1: i'm such like incubus like i got i got some ink uh representing them just because they, they've really helped shape not only like my musical taste but like philosophy about life and love and all that stuff so
2: yeah as a good band and uh, as a good band would do you know yep yep uh, like my my favorite band is the chili peppers so you know oh, just yeah. a lot of a lot of love there um yep now but now your music man it's amazing uh i was checking out the 2018 album um what was it called expectation reality expectation reality um first off foreign space is awesome man that's oh, thanks, legit. Dude. um and then SBU, that guitar solo that's pretty crazy in there i love that yep. too um i was just listening to another song i meant to write it down but all awesome and i was I was also looking 2019. You guys didn't drop anything. You didn't put out any music.
1: Um, I I don't know that. I don't think we did. We were touring a lot at that point, and just kind of diving back into like getting our catalog ready for some new releases. So, we we did a bunch of singles after that album, including um, Shut It Down, like that, that's our biggest one up there. And then we got Dime, and then the two newest ones, El Matador and Guest House. Those are from an album that we've already finished, so those are coming out hopefully really soon. We got more more stuff in the, in the can, so.
0: That's awesome. Where'd you guys tour at?
1: Uh, we did, like, uh, in Canada, we did an Ontario tour. Uh, Windsor, London, Kitchener, Toronto, Cambridge, and then we've always gone up and down the West Coast, because I'm in LA right now, so we a lot of shows in LA, down to San Diego, San Francisco, Seattle, you know, as much as we can hit, and then me and my main collaborator for Yeti Tactics, Sean Sally, we're both from South Florida, so we do a lot of homecoming shows too, which those are insane, those are really
0: fun. Oh, so what's your favorite, um, what's your favorite tour, like, uh, tour place to go?
1: Yeah, tour destination, I'd say, ah, yeah. oh, that's tough, because I, I also tour, like, with other artists as, like, a side musician, and I, I help oh, yeah. On, on the road, and, because I'm kind of just, like, a Swiss army knife when it comes to music, so... For other stuff, New York is like. Whenever I, I am, I'm in New York City playing music, I'm like really really excited because people there are just fun and it's. After the show, you know, you end up partying until God knows when and all that. So that New York's a good city for that. But as far as just music fans, especially for Yeti Tactics, I love Toronto. Like we've had a really good time. Toronto. In Toronto. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Um. So how many tours have you guys done so far?
1: So, it's a little different for us because we can't, like, unless we open up for somebody bigger, like, we're not jumping on a huge nationwide tour. So, for us, we're, you know, we're mostly just breaking even, maybe making a little bit of money selling merch and stuff on the road. So, we can't go for months at a time, but we'll do, you know, a week here and there, and then we'll hit, like, the longest I think we ever did was, like, three weeks.
0: Three weeks? Okay. When you're on tour... And what's your average amount of, like, people that are there?
1: It's different every time. Different. And, you know, for us, like, it kind of depends. We we target places that we know we have people, you know, including not only fans but friends that can help us out with spreading the word and, like, selling stuff for us and also just being hype people and, you know, making sure that, that we get the crowd on our side too. So I'd say normally, like, between 30 and 80 people like and then in LA and Florida we can go way more than that but anywhere outside of our two major cities it's it's going to be around that 30 to 80 mark usually
0: okay awesome do you guys have any what are you working on right now like any music right now
1: yeah so I'm always working on music because I produce for a bunch of artists too so morning to night I'm always making music and then for the Yeti stuff I was telling Jesse we got like the rest of our album's already finished on our end, but we're waiting for our label, which they're in the UK. They're called Pet Shop Records. They're, you know, tying up all the financials, all the marketing, all the things that really can hopefully make an album successful. So album number two should be out before the summer. So,
0: Awesome, yeah. awesome. That's awesome. What, what, uh, before the summer? Okay. Yeah, um,
1: yeah so the, the next single should be out, hopefully, in the next three weeks.
2: Okay. Definitely yeah, looking for that.
1: Yeah, so yeah. We're, we're, we're uh It's kind of slower for us because until we had the label, we, everything was on our terms, so we wanted to put something out. We just did it and went with it, right? But now it's, you know, we have a, a team, and it's amazing because they help us in so many different regards, including just the music, having somebody awesome, like an A&R person to listen to all the stuff that we come up with. It's super, super helpful, but it is slower. So we're kind of like just waiting right now until we get the go-ahead to start releasing stuff again okay right because your
2: music has to go through a process other people have to listen to it as well since you're signed is that correct
1: yep yeah so like you know we there's a bunch of songs that didn't make the record you know that kind of thing and then there's a bunch of songs that didn't make the record and they have their preferred mixing engineers and people who can finish the job and then they also have they, they want to make sure that it coincides with like they, they don't want too many other songs from their label coming out at the same time because mm-hmm. they want to apply proper resources to each release. So. Right, so, were there songs that didn't make the album that you
2: just wish definitely did make the album? Or,
1: uh, no, because I, I try to write a lot of music, so for, for me, that's kind of bound to happen, I think. Where it's, yeah, and who knows, one, one day they might resurface, maybe another project, maybe just. A band that I'm producing needs a song, and it turns out that I have the perfect song for them. So, there's never a wasted song, that's for sure.
0: Awesome. Yeah. What are your bands that you, What are the names of the bands that you're producing for?
1: Yeah, so check out, there's a band called Paper Jackets. I think y'all would like them a lot. Paper Jackets, um, okay. So, I've been doing a lot of stuff for their new album, and that's, that's been a really fun one, because it's kind of right up my alley, so I don't have to really aim for anything. I kind of just play with the stuff I like to play, and it, it all gets, you know, everybody's stoked about it, so that, that's that been really fun. And then a bunch of solo artists, um, a, lot, a lot of girls, Monique Benabou, Maddie Ringe, my friend Sam DeRosa, uh, just incredible artists, I'm, I'm really, really lucky.
0: Awesome. So you said that you do, you play with, like, your music every day, so yeah. what's your, like, typical day?
1: All right, I got a pretty dialed-in routine right now, actually, so... <laughs> I wake up at seven and then I have coffee, hang out with my girlfriend, we just like chat, have like a morning powwow. Then around eight o'clock I come to the studio, which I'm in here right now, I'll give you a little tour. We've got got nice little situation. synthesizers everywhere, you know, it's a vibe. And then, so I come in here at eight, I do two hours of like less creative, but usually more like editing, bouncing out stems, Email responses, kind of more menial stuff, because it's that's like good for morning times. And then around ten a.m., I put my gym clothes on and I go to a CrossFit gym and do an hour workout. Then I come home, make a big lunch, and then one o'clock, usually an artist is here, and then we we're either writing, finishing something, and go till about six, take a dinner break, and then um, depending on how burnt out I am or not, I might come back in and do a couple more hours after that. Cool. Cool. Just, awesome. oh, it, it's, it's, uh, it's I feel so lucky to not, not only have people who want to work with me, but to have my space and to have the freedom to kind of just go at it and make money doing it too. So I, I'm just really, really stoked these days. And that routine really helps me too because I make the most out of those hours. And I'm never in here for that long of a stretch that I feel like I'm going to like lose my mind or anything. So, having those little, really, really well-coordinated breaks makes a big difference for me. Yeah. Yeah. You're at home doing what you love. I mean,
2: sounds awesome, man. Um, now, you're saying these days, you say you really, really are you know enjoying your life. Now, before, did you have to work regular jobs and stuff like that to get to
1: where you're at? So, I've never had a job. But, nah, but I used to perform <sighs> covers, like, five, six nights a week. Mm. So... Bars, restaurants, you name it. I, I was even a dueling pianist at one time. I've done like every gig you can imagine in the music world. Um, really? Yeah. So I mean, I I know at least a thousand songs at this point for covers. Like I'm the guy you can just shout a song and I just start playing it because after okay. yeah, I got that, like that fire,
2: huh? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Now you do uh. So that's awesome, man. I mean, that's literally the grind and putting your passion into your life, never working. You know, a regular job like that. Really knowing you're going to do the music—that's beautiful, man. And uh, you know, that's that's something a lot of people need to do if they really want to achieve anything, really.
1: Yep. Well, and and like what I tell people is like, you have to, you know, the main apex of your dream is going to take a really long time to get to, but that doesn't mean that you're not a success it, you know as long as you're doing the thing that you want to be doing in some capacity in a professional way and getting paid for it i mean that's that's the starting point point. and then you know i know plenty of performers you know who are doing the gig circuit like me who are stuck in that because it's hard to even muster up the energy if you're performing five six nights a week to come into the studio and do the work, work you got to do too But, so there's a fine balance. Like, I know a lot of people out here who are baristas and bartenders and stuff, and they, they use that as a way to fund their creative projects too. So, I mean, there's no wrong way to do it. I'd say the main thing is just put as much time in as you possibly can and reserve energy for your creations and for, just give yourself some space to like, find out who you are too, you know?
0: Yeah. Right. So you were saying, like, people get stuck in, like, the gig, like, gigs only. How did you go from gigs to a little higher than that?
1: Yeah, so, a few things. Because I always produce my own stuff. So, like, Yeti Tactics, even before we were in Yeti Tactics, we were called Olympic. And then before that, I I was doing solo stuff. And I I have a solo album on the way soon, too, which, definitely check that out when it comes. Uh, Jordan Sherman, I got some stuff online already, too. But... So th- i was always kind of like had my feet in both worlds but then the real kicker was the pandemic like i performing wasn't an option anymore so i went full in on the studio and just kind of instead of being worried about the gigs not happening i was like well what can i do i can i can make music in my room so mm-hmm. <laughs> so i went full, full in on that and then i'm i'm one of the f- very fortunate ones that have I have a great kind of you know client list a good reputation and it's it's working out right now but yeah so you never know sometimes life hands you the the pivot moments and you kind of have to recognize that it's happening you know
0: that's awesome how many songs do you have for your own solo album
1: so that, that's a six song ep and then i've already released three this like in 2020 i, I released three songs under my name and then i've I don't know after i get done with this albums again with a label situation so i'm kind of waiting to hear when that actually is going to come out um as soon as that comes out i'll be probably just dropping singles like all the time just because why not so yeah now yeti
2: tactics that's your band so right now we're just interviewing you i don't think we even got a uh, formal introduction now uh do you go by something when it's just you on um on your singles by yourself or
1: Yes. Jordan Sherman.
2: Jordan Sherman.
1: Yeah. And, uh, my, like my partner in Getty tactics is my best friend from high school. Like we've been through all, all the things together. He's an amazing, uh, not only musician, but all around creative. He is a producer for film and TV out here.
0: Oh yeah. And That's awesome.
1: Sean, Sean Sally. So, I mean, he's definitely a guy you want on your team. Like he kind of acts as manager. He's like a very all around, like, go-getter type of dude, and kind of, especially in the early days, kind of kept me in line, because I think I could have been really happy just performing in Beverly Hills every night, making good money and having a good time, but he always was like, no, when are we going (coughs) to, excuse me, when are we going to release the next song, you know, and I'm like, uh, I don't know, and so he kind of stayed on me and has been a great support network, like, the whole time that we've been out here, so...
0: Push you to become something more. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, when you were doing your gigs, did you did you have I'm I'm just curious. Did you have anybody have any of your fans there or something, or was it just you?
1: So it's it's interesting because it's um, a lot of the places I got really lucky with the gigs out here too. My agent books for like the most high end steak houses in Southern California. So. Oh okay. And it, it happens to be in Beverly Hills, which is where all the celebrities hang out and come in. So, I mean, the people I've, I've played for some pretty interesting people, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, between Post Malone, uh, Justin Bieber, Joe Rogan, um, that's just a few. The list goes on. I mean, John Legend. I've actually performed with Robin Thicke and, like, a bunch of stuff like that because we're just jamming and... They want to have a good time, so they come up and...
0: That's um, awesome. Music, what restaurant? That yep. <laughs> it's
1: awesome, yeah.
2: so that, that's awesome,
1: man. That's cool. That's pretty cool. I mean, you never know who's going to pop in at those. And they're always super busy, too. So, I mean, I always have a room full of people to perform to. Cool. You have
2: know, some pictures with anybody or any handshakes.
1: No, I, 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 I play it too cool, man. I'm like, I, I don't want to be that dude. I'm always like... Yeah. Trying to, you know, act like I've been there before,
0: you know? <laughs> yeah, that's what I would do. That's, I would do the same thing. Just yep. play cool. That's awesome. Um,
2: i take some pictures. <laughs>
0: <laughs> have proof. Um, okay, that's awesome. Um, so, do you have any things for your future? Like, wh- like where, I don't know, where do you see yourself in two years? Two years, say two years. Yeah, so two
1: years, I mean, I'd love to have a publishing deal, which is um, for those of you who aren't familiar, is you get taken on by, there's companies that their specialty is publishing material and owning the rights and knowing how to get them to bigger artists and how to get them to do the best that they can possibly do. And what they do is they have a roster of writers and producers who they pay up front to be always working on songs. And that way, because otherwise, they can't expect you to constantly churn out hits if you have to, like, have a job, for example, right? So it, it becomes your job, and they allow they, they allow that to be your job by paying you something called an advance. So, And then it's like a, usually a two-year deal, and you get a ton of money up front, and you have to recoup it all, so you have to get cuts, and like your songs actually have to do well. But if you're making the songs anyway, it, I mean, it seems like that's going to be right around the corner for me. I have a bunch of friends who are totally in that world right now too so i'm like I-, I could see that even by the end of this year hopefully where i have a company who's sponsoring all my studio time you know
0: that's awesome that's cool and on top
1: of that i guess on, on the artist side i mean with yeti tactics album coming out and then we have i just started writing some new songs for yeti tactics too which i could sh- i could send you a little preview so you can hear uh, a couple of the new ones oh but cool cool hopefully just you know continue to release music and find amazing fans all over the world who really appreciate what we do. We don't need a ton of fans. We just need people who are who want to hear more. Want to
0: hear your music, yeah. Yep, yep. So on so El Matador, is that how, is that how you say it? Yep. That's like yeah. one of yeah. your like bigger songs. You played that at the recorded it for the live performance thing? Yep. How did you make that song?
1: It's kind of an interesting story. It's not exactly the most, you know, G-rated story, but I'll, I'll give the uh, I'll say it the best I can. So right. Me, me, and my bandmate, we were on the beach in Malibu. There's actually a beach called El Matador, mm-hmm. and we were having a bit of a a psychedelic experience on the beach, um, and it went really south for Sean.
0: Mm-hmm. He
1: actually thought he was gonna die, um, and I had to talk him through his own death, I guess. It's not His his own own head, yeah. It's like an ego death. Like, he kind of, all of his ties to the regular world started to just kind of evaporate. So, the next day, I was in my studio doing my normal thing after coffee, and I wrote the whole song in about 30 minutes. (laughs) The whole entire song? Yep, and it it was just one of those things that just, because for me, and, and it's interesting because... We had such contrasting experiences. Like mine was very beautiful, and like I felt so much love coming mm-hmm. through me, and through and seeing this beautiful beach, and, and then meanwhile my best friend is like was having out of it, time yeah. his life. So the lyrics are actually fairly negative, and like more from his perspective. And I wrote, you know, I can see the sun somewhere in the distance in a world that's new to me. I'm having trouble with my circumstances. I'm getting pulled out to the sea. I'm holding on while my ego's failing, can't locate my identity. Phone home, seafoam phone, don't know if this will be my last breath. You know, so it's like- From his
0: point heavy, of view, kind yeah. of?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then the music is beautiful and pleasant and like, really easy to listen to, so it's kind of an interesting contrast. Thing. Yeah, so
0: it's kind of like both your guys' ex- experience in like, one song. Yeah. That's, yeah, I've never, I would never guess that. That's
1: I probably shouldn't say so much about it. I could be like, oh, well, what
0: do you think it is? <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, I was curious. Um, so your newest song is Guest House? Is that your newest yeah. song? Yeah, that was the, yeah. Last, the last single, yeah. So you guys did a music video for that one. Is that your guys' first music video or no? No, we've done a
1: few music videos. But one? Th- that, that one is an amazing story, too, because El Matador came out and... We we're getting a lot of love, and you know the streaming numbers aren't crazy, but the people who listen to it really, really love it. So we actually were talking to a fan in it, in Atlanta, Georgia, and he's like, "Hey, can I make a music video for you?" so oh, wow! I'm like, I mean, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and so we started jumping on some Zoom calls, and I kind of just like said, "You know what? Let's just let's just give it a try. Let's um here's." you know we'll talk to creative as best we can we'll give you a small budget so we can at least you don't have to spend any of your own money and um he he made that video in a weekend with with his friends and sent it over and i was just blown away i'm like wow
0: like that's awesome
1: the internet is a beautiful place sometimes and i just love how the new songs in particular have been connecting with people enough that they you know not only are investing their time and energy listening to our music but they want to like contribute and be a part of it and it's it's a really beautiful thing
0: yeah dude i was gonna ask you the same thing believe it or not i was like if you ever need someone to do a music video for you i can do it because i've been wanting to get into music video um editing i do editing for i do youtube vlogs for my um cousin orlando he was a he was a previous uh minor league baseball player and what he does is he brings on um minor leaguers or professional baseball players and he goes on like nine or 18 holes and plays around the golf with them and while he's doing that he um he interviews them like and then it sometimes it can be funny it could be um i don't know it's just like it's like a comedy type uh, of vlog and i edit it and it's 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 really fun to do i film and edit it um so called OGV. It's pretty it's, it's fun to oh, do. Yeah. So I've been looking I'll for some that. more things to do, so
1: that's, that's a really good idea for a show too. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, awesome. Well
0: yeah, I mean
1: we got stuff coming up and you know we're always down to collaborate with people and dude I would be hundred percent
0: down. Hundred percent. I got the camera, I just got this camera, that's why I was um vlogging for his for his YouTube channel so oh,
1: yeah yeah Well, at the very least we can always do you know some type of social like cool thing you know yeah like, usually, there's there's anything is possible these days so <laughs> yeah it's, it's amazing so it's cool. good very good to know and I'm, I'm definitely want to check out that show too yeah it's,
0: it's called awesome. ogv that's it stands for orlando golf logs and his like symbol is like a golf ball for the o and then a g and then the v with like uh golf um Cutters for the V. That was pretty cool. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'll check it
0: out. Yeah, I love doing editing, and that's like my favorite thing. And I have so many ideas. Like I was like I was brainstorming one night, and I was like, "Um, "What are some good ideas for music videos?" And I have just a a list, a full page, just of like different genres of music, like indie rock, um, pop. Just all these different, like, genres of topics of music videos for music videos, so.
1: I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, def- definitely hit the ground running, you know, go, like, especially people, wh- where are you located?
0: Arizona, I'm in Arizona.
1: Oh, yeah. I-, I was just in Scottsdale a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite places in the country is Sedona.
0: Sedona, yeah, that's the, that's the number one, like, touristy spot to, touristy spot to go to. Yeah, it, yeah but I like it. It's fun.
1: I've gone there to record some records with some clients because, like, it rent an a Airbnb with a beautiful view and bring my, my gear and, you know, we can make a record in a week. And it's, it, it, that, that's quite the inspiring place. Sedona, yeah.
0: There's some pretty cool spots there, too, to see. Like, the sunset when it goes down there and you're on top of a rock or something. Yeah. It's really cool to see. I've been down there a couple yeah, times.
1: especially <laughs> after, like, a hard day in making music and making somebody sing something a thousand times in a mm-hmm. row and then go and step out on a rock and <laughs> witness the most beautiful sunset of your life yeah incredible
0: yeah we have some cool sunsets down here um in my opinion i like i like our sunsets but um
1: and, and there's a lot of artists out there I've, yeah yeah i mean there's i was i just saw some kid the other day from uh, Arizona. i can't remember what his name was but yeah there's there's talent everywhere and you want to you wanna, Make the music videos. Just start hitting people up.
0: People would probably say yes. <laughs> Dude, yeah. That's what I'm trying to to do. I'm going to try to get the emails. And I'm like, hey, I, I, I do this. Um, let me know. I do the, like, the OGV thing. Um, edit that. And then let me know if you need any help with your with your music video. And I can do I can edit it for you. I can do it. like, Yeah. That's what I've been trying to do. Sure. Yep, yep. Um, so... Uh, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, the future, <laughs> so the future. Um, yeah.
1: Oh, God, the future, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so do you have any, do you have merch? You have merch, right?
1: Um, I think we're sold out at the moment. I think we still have masks. We have Yeti Tides masks. Yeti type, and, okay. um, All the rest of the stuff. Actually, yeah, no, we still have a few LPs. We, we sell uh, Expectation Reality on vinyl.
0: Oh, oh, on records? Yep. Oh, that's awesome. That's cool. Um, do you have any, like, plans for that? Like, do you have any designs or anything?
1: Uh, I think right now, especially because touring was, like, usually the best time to sell yeah. stuff like that. We're, we're going to just stick to the media side of it and just try to make make more videos and you know, do as much content as possible. It's been a little tricky since Sean moved back to Florida because of all the COVID stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm on my lo- lonesome out here in L.A., but... He'll be, he'll be back before too long and we can, uh, get back to like making, especially video content audio. Like I handle most of it anyway. And I can, we can have zoom sessions where I ask him for, you know, what, what's, what's missing, what should we do? Is this, is this lyric bad? You know, all that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's um, awesome.
1: As far as getting like actual content together, it's been a little tricky, but
0: Yeah, I bet. Cause it's all the way across the country. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's cool. So, what do you want, what's the first thing you want to do after COVID and, well, not ends, but like, it's mostly done. We can,
1: yeah, I mean, it, it would be amazing to pack a club, you know, here in LA, like with 250 people, people sweating on each other and vibing out to our music. I mean, that would be amazing. <laughs>
0: yeah, that would, yeah, full-on concert type of thing.
1: Yeah, it's because, you know, that's been, been a long time now, you know, been, been over a year and that, I think what was our last we played in february of 2020 so we got one in like it was a, a really nice show to At this place called the peppermint club mm-hmm. and yeah just to do that again would be amazing just to or you know and then with touring to show up places and like actually get to hang out with people and not be worried about you know god knows what and just kind of that sense of freedom that sense of
0: fun, all of that. I can't, I can't wait. Yeah, I bet, I bet, I bet concerts are, like, something, a musician just, like, one of their favorite things is to have, like, interact with the fans, um, play the music for them, and the fans just loving, and see, have you, has a, has the fans ever sang your lyrics? Yeah.
1: Yeah? Yeah, that, that, that is one of the cooler things that can happen, and it's, yeah, that's, that is, like, probably the best feeling. Ever, I mean, getting people to dance with you is amazing too, but then getting people to sing with you uh, on your songs, especially they don't even know necessarily what it's about, like El Matador or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but it still resonates and it still connects with people, and that's, that's the beauty of music over a lot of other mediums is you don't have to understand it. You don't have to even think you know, because you, you can interpret it your own way, but it also hits you in a visceral way that has nothing to do with your intellect or anything like that. It's just, it's a vibe, you know? <laughs> so yeah. It, it, that, that's like my favorite part about being in a band and like making our own stuff and having fans, like just knowing that people can connect with it in their own way. They don't have to think the way I do. They don't have to even understand what I'm saying, <laughs> but, but but they can feel what I'm saying. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the only like I feel like I could I feel like I could write a song, but I don't feel like I can sing it. Like I can totally write a song and make it, and I have the beat in my mind, but I just don't know how to make it. Like, do you have any advice for that for people who are just uh, wanting to make music,
1: well, or just I, beginning? Songwriting is probably the hardest part of the whole process. Oh so, really? Yeah. Oh. Um, so I would say keep writing songs, and if you have trouble singing them, just try to make them singable for yourself, right, so whatever that looks like, whatever your range is, because I know so many amazing musicians that, you know, they could write parts to a song, they could write, you know, melody, they could write maybe the chords, they could do a bunch of stuff, right, but to actually make a complete song, you'd be shocked at how many people can't do that.
0: Really? I find it so easy to make it like a song. I don't know, that's just me, but... Well, it's,
1: it seems it's it's the easiest looking from the outside, for sure. Yeah. And it's also one of those things where I, I think everybody thinks they can until you actually go to do it and, like, actually lay things down and, like, it has to, like, actually come out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that that's where, because I, I don't know how many friends, especially early on, who would be like, criticizing my songwriting like yeah you know the song's cool but you know eh, lyrics aren't great i don't know you know or this this that and i'm like i'm, I'm not i'm not saying i disagree like you're probably right because i was just still in the beginning right but then i i would be like well you know why don't you write one and oh yeah i mean i could it's easy but and then they just wouldn't I'm they like, can oh, yeah inter- interesting you mm-hmm. know <laughs>
0: Yeah, like, I've written, no, I've written a song, like, a full-on song, like, the like the chorus one, uh, and then verse, and then a couple verses, and then the chorus again. Yep. I find that, that's, like, the easiest part for me, but, like, putting it on, like, producing it, I don't know, I just, it's harder for me. I don't yeah, know why. That's
1: why, there's, that's why collaboration is such an important part of music world, you know, because if you can conceptually come up with a piece, and then you know somebody who can actually make that vision come to life now all of a sudden you're actually something greater than just somebody with an idea or somebody who can make sounds you know like so you like you need your counterpart to yeah help you make something happen you know
0: mm-hmm. all right uh one more question this is like the question we ask everybody um Great. who's your favorite celebrity
1: like celeb like not musician or
0: Yeah, like it well it could be it's just someone who's like A-list celebrity. A-list. Okay.
1: Let's see.
0: Oh. There's a lot. You
1: know, I'll, maybe I'll just go by like people that I've met who are nice to me. Like uh It's <laughs> a good way. Like like I will say Justin Bieber was it actually super You talked to
0: him? You talked to Justin Bieber? Oh yeah.
1: he's He's a nice dude. He wanted to play drums on stage with us. Oh really? Did he? Yep. And he's just cool. He's just that's awesome. A nice dude. You know, I had all these preconceived ideas about him, but he just—I don't know—he seems like just a genuinely nice dude.
0: Yeah, Justin Bieber. Yep. Jb. I like Jb too. And I love music too.
1: I just like kind of a guilty pleasure. Like, I'm music's always good, his voice, the melodies, you know, he's all around. A lot of people
0: hate on him, but, like, he's, like, probably the number one pop singer in the world.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. There's no way he's not. And he's got, I feel like he's matured a lot, too, during, like, his, after he got married, I feel like. No, he he, seems like he just cares about making music
1: and, you know, living a decent life, so and that's yeah. exactly what i'm trying to do so <laughs>
0: that's odd. so do you have any stories of like meeting celebrities or have you just like had conversations yeah. with them
1: it's it's i guess the funniest one might have been jamie fox actually um it was his birthday mm-hmm. and the the people who were waiting on him at the restaurant came to me and asked me if i could go to the private room that he was in and sing happy birthday to him and it's Right before I get in, because they're, they're, the people were walking in with the cake in front of me, and I'm behind, and as soon as I walk in, the rest of his whole crew starts start singing the, happy birthday, happy birthday, and they're, they're doing this whole thing, and I'm, like, behind, and I'm, like, just kind of awkward, and I just kind of stood there, I'm like, well, I just turned around, because I was like, this is not, this you is You didn't, the same you're
0: just now. like, okay, never mind.
1: <laughs> I missed miss my chance, yeah. yeah. And also, I don't think wants this anyway. So
0: <laughs> Did they just ask you or did he like ask you?
1: No, the the, the managers from the restaurant. Oh. They they thought it would be cool. And you know, and he likes it. He always loves the music. Like I've I've met him a couple times in passing, but like to to actually sing for him for on his birthday when the cake's coming out, like it just it actually it wasn't cool. It, it, <laughs> it sounded like it could have been cool, but it wasn't cool.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> no. All right, that's that was good stuff. That was that was only that felt like two minutes. I was like only that was thirty minutes. It was pretty long. Um, okay. all right. Well, that's oh, well, all yeah, I have for you. For
1: having me. I, yeah. You know, keep keep on keeping on, and you know, let, let me know if there's any way I can help you guys. Uh, in terms of, you know, just even if it's just sending me something that, that you have, that's an idea. I can yeah. Spare a couple spare, spare a couple minutes and give you some feedback or anything yeah. like that. I'm I'm around so.
0: Cool. Cool. All right. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, take care. Yep, thanks for thanks for thanks for coming on.